Doc Nomad Productions is the name of the channel. I'm your host, DA. On this episode of the Nomad Cast, I'll be talking about three different perspectives, three different point of views. Here's the rundown. I'm going to talk about Deion Sanders' point of view, Jackson State, co-located with HBCU's point of view, and lastly, we'll talk about the University of Colorado's point of view. Let's go ahead and get started with the man of the hour, Deion Sanders. Now, Deion Sanders, just to give you a little backstory on him, played baseball, played football. He's from Florida, won two Super Bowls, one with the San Francisco 49ers, one with Dallas. Then he decided to parlay that into coaching into a HBCU, Jackson State University. Now, Deion Sanders' perspective, I don't know the man personally, of course, but I think from his point of view, from his lens, his optics, I think Jackson State was a stepping stone for him, just like other coaches. It's a stepping stone. It's like you do all these things in life. You start from the ground floor, the ground roots. Eventually, you want to grow. You want to grow from the grass to the tree. And I think that's what Deion Sanders wanted. And I'm going to talk about some of the, you know, the negative feedback he's receiving. But just to stay on this point, he had to grow. If you ever listen to Deion Sanders talk, if you ever watch his actions, this guy is personality class personified. Yeah, I'm not saying he's perfect, but just from the view that we receive, this dude is like almost like a politician. I think he outgrew the nest. I think he outgrew the HBCU. Because my wife pointed out something, you know, yesterday when we was talking about this. She stated HBCUs are really more for the education versus the sports. Yes, I know we have the bands and, you know, we have all those things, the the pump of college football. You know, we bring in these cultures together and these are our schools because we was locked out of the traditional schools. And I have I understand that I get all that. But I think Deion Sanders wanted something more. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, a lot of people saying, well, you know, Dion, you know, he leaving this HBCU. He taught these uh, young men. He's going to be a mentor, a mentee and all that. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, when men join or they enroll in a university, they are there for a couple years, three years, and they either go on to the NFL, they either graduate or they drop out or they do something. At the end of the day, you have to be loyal to yourself. You can be loyal to an organization, you know, to a point. But you have to be loyal to yourself. Did everyone think Dion was going to stay at Jackson State for 10 to 15 years? No, I didn't even think that. I said Dion would probably stay there to four years, and then he's gone. Dion had to do what was best for Dion. In order for Dion to be great, he had to do something outside of something he's already doing. So now you go to the University of Colorado, predominantly white institution. But I will tell you, Colorado has been at the forefront of hiring African-American coaches. I think it's three straight African-American coaches they've hired. Mel Tucker, who coaches Michigan Stank. I said it. I'm a Michigan man. He coaches Michigan Stank. And Carl Durrell, who recently got fired. The team was 1-11. Isn't that attractive to a coach to go to an environment, to go to a team where the team is not doing well? Now you can go there and you can paint this picture. It's a naked uh, board. Now you can do everything you need to do. 
and he's going to bring these five-star guys into the University of Colorado. He's going to do that. He's going to bring these guys in. All these uh, these four and five stars that was at Jackson State, trust and believe they're coming to Colorado. So you can't fault Dion for that. Dion had to do what was best for Dion, but in order for Dion to be great, he had to leave. And I know I may get some feet pushback on this. I don't care. That's my opinion. I look at myself, for example, right? I grew up in Detroit. I knew I did not want to live in Detroit. No, 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 no longer than I had to. I was working in the White Castle in Detroit. Now, am I supposed to be, oh, this is my city. I got to stay there. Oh, I mean, I got to be loyal to Detroit. I got to be loyal to White Castle. Bump that. I got tired of living in Detroit. I got tired of working at White Castle. So what did I do? I enlisted in the Marine Corps. And eventually, I got tired of that. Honorably discharged. So what I do? I left and enlisted into the army ultimately retiring my point is you can't stay somewhere so long trying to benefit others now if Deion sanders had stayed at jackson state who was he really benefiting now we could talk about the whole from the hbc hbcu perspective and i'll talk about that in the next segment but what do they do a lot of times if you read some of these uh things that was happening situations Stuff was getting taken out of his locker. His jewelry phone was getting stolen. If y'all loved him so much, why didn't y'all protect him? Other HBCU coaches, you know, talking against him and all that. So I honestly, as a man sitting here today, I do not blame Deion Sanders for leaving and going somewhere else. I do not. Because at the end of the day, you would do the same thing. We've all done it. I just gave you a personal experience, a personal example of leaving because these young men are going to leave you they're going to leave they're going to graduate they're going to become upstanding citizens and now he's getting painted to be perfidious and that's unfortunate that is unfortunate but you know what that's that's how it is that is that is par for the course that is the world we live in Deion Sanders, I'm telling you, I'm a Michigan man through and through. But I would tell you, I am rooting for the University of Colorado just because Deion Sanders is there. And I think he's going to affect change. He's going to impact. He's going to be a positive impact. I watched his press conference yesterday. This dude is awesome as a public speaker. So he had to do something different. His walk is different. His talk is different. And sometimes you just need to be re-energized. Things can get stale. We all need change. There's nothing wrong with change. Kudos to you, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, on your new position at the University of Colorado. That's a lot of work. Your hands are going to get dirty. You got you to gotta recruit. You got to recruit against you know, you got to go out there and recruit California. You got to recruit Texas, Colorado, all those guys in all these different states who previously wasn't going to Colorado. Man, you see it right now on the Internet. Dudes can't wait. They enter in the transfer portal. They want to go to Colorado. They want to go. And I don't blame them. Go somewhere. You want you want to be coached by Deion Sanders. And, you know, he's going to have. An incredible staff. Look what he did at Jackson State. 
look at what he's done the last three years at Jackson State. This man can coach. He knows football. He was a freaking All-American at Florida State. Super Bowl champion. Probably one of the best cornerbacks in NFL history. If my son say, Dad, you know, I want to go to University of Colorado to be coached by Dion. Who am I to tell you, hey, no, go to this school, go to that school. Hey, man, go with your heart desires. Because at the end of the day, you get to get your education, earn your degree, be an upstanding citizen, be an athlete. That's all you can ask for. So all the backlash is he's re- he's receiving. It's not right. It's not wrong. What do you expect this man to do? What did you expect Deion Sanders to do? Sometimes Deion Sanders, he's a big fish in a small pond. The fish needs to get in the river, the lake, and the ocean. Just my opinion. All right, next up, we're going to talk about the point of view from Jackson State's lenses, Jackson State's eyes. Jackson State right now probably feels like they have been sucker punched, gut punched, uppercutted, all any type of boxing fighting term you want to associate with this situation. They probably feel some away. But I read something interesting on uh, one of the message boards last night. And this gentleman, I don't have his name. I wish I had to wrote it down to give him proper credit. He stated, if Jackson State wanted Deion Sanders to stay there, why didn't they protect him? Why didn't they pay him? Where was Jackson State security when they broke into the locker and stole Deion Sanders' radio, his phone, his wallet, and all that? Where was the security at? And now he's getting all this backlash because he left the HBCU, Jackson State University. At the end of the day, if someone leaves the organization for more money, for more power, to be more prominent, you have to ask yourself, what led that person to that decision? Because, again, these schools, they don't make as much money as some of your you know, power five, your your upper tier colleges we understand that however what what did you put in place to secure Deion Sanders to continue to coach there because a lot of times he went there you know they was other coaches in in the HBCUs was talking about him oh he's too flamboyant he's bringing too much attention this man went to Jackson State University they didn't even have names on the back of the jerseys and he paid for a lot of this stuff out of his own pocket he had a deal with Under Armour. Under Armour outfitted the Jackson State University team. All athletics, basketball, football, all that. He did that. He played a, I'm say he did it, but he played a role in that. A critical role in that. You know, the facilities are not up to date. You know, whatever you want to use, I'm not here, I'm not bashing because there's other issues at major universities. But my thing is, supposedly they didn't want to give him a contract extension. This man has brought light to your university. This man has brought light, shine, prominence to all of the Southwestern Athletic Conference, the SWAC. He did that. But now y'all kicked him out the door, calling him a traitor. Benedict Arnold, you promised all these kids. And I said that in the other segment. These kids are going to do what kids are going to do. Some of them want to follow him to Colorado, and some of them are going to either transfer to other schools 
or stay there, a dropout or whatever. So from Jackson State's point of view, what did you do to secure Dion's future? What conversations conversations did you have with him? He asked. I remember re- watching this episode. He was asking, "Why isn't our our basketball basketball our football fields manicured? Why aren't we doing so many things to attract young black men, women to these HBCUs? Because they're getting all this other stuff at these other colleges. Why can't we? Why don't we have the inf- infrastructure in place?" to secure a healthy financial future. Where's this money going? So you blame, you can blame Dion for leaving. I blame athletic director directors. I blame the, the school presidents. I blame the Southwestern athletic conference commissioner because the money is there. Don't tell me it's not. The money is there. How are we utilizing this money? How are we allocating this money? to ensure that another Deion Sanders doesn't leave for greener pastures. Now, it's just not an HBCU problem. It happens in other small uh, colleges where they, the coach a coach a certain team, and all of a sudden, one of the upper tier colleges snatches them up. There's a reason why, because you want to leave. You want to do something greater than yourself. I think he's done everything he, had, he could have done at Jackson State University. He has put HBCUs on the map. Now, I'm not, I, I just want to make sure. I'm not trying to be a Deion Sanders proponent. Hey, this guy, you know, is, is you know, all about Deion Sanders. What I'm saying is from what I've seen, watched him as a player playing baseball, football, just watch him talking and everything. I think this dude is legit. I think this dude is a stand-up dude because you can you can find the fakes. But what did what did the the Jackson State University administration do to facilitate him staying there? What did they do? What conversations did they have? Did we upgrade the facilities? Did we do all those things? So I'm not bashing Jackson State. I'm not bashing HBCUs. Lord knows I'm not. But at some point, there's an influx of money. How are we allocating this money? We talked, you know, he even talked about how some of the um, the classrooms was dilapidated. What are we what are we doing if we're there to house students to give them food, clothing and shelter and education? Why? Why? Why does it take an NFL player to come in and say, hey, something ain't right. What's wrong with our books? Why is our classrooms looking like this? Why is these teachers underpaid? Why is all this going on? It's a sad situation. So so Jackson State, you probably feel some type of way right now. But I will tell you, Deion Sanders has brought light to the HBCUs of the world. He has. And don't ever say if you have a chance to go somewhere else, if you're not happy where you are currently, don't tell me you're not going to leave. We've all done it. Don't tell me you're not going to leave. Just for the sake of being loyal to that organization, to that school. You find something better and it fits everything that you want in life. Your quality of life improves. Your finances improve. Your living conditions improve. You don't have to beg for certain elementary things. You don't think you will leave? So if I'm the administrator at Jackson State, I'm really taking a hard look at why did he leave here? 
what could we have done to make him stay? He probably couldn't have, because I think he was going to leave regardless. But now let's take a, let's really peel this onion back and look at our institution. Yes, we want we want to educate. We understand that. That's first and foremost. But you need those athletics. Colleges thrive on athletics. It's two sports at colleges that generate resources: football and basketball. Those are your two revenue revenue generating sports. You improve the football facilities, you improve basketball, the university will be improved. That's my point of view from Jackson State. Got to take a hard look. We got to look at ourselves. Last one I want to talk about is Colorado's point of view. Colorado University, Boulder, Colorado. Now, if you're looking at Colorado right now, a lot of people say, oh, man, he shouldn't went there. They grabbed Dion and took him away. Colorado was not in the best position as it relates to football. I already talked about it in a couple segments ago. They've been at the forefront of hiring African-American coaches, right? This is the third straight African-American coach they've hired. But they hired Deion Sanders. He's a little different from a lot of these other guys. Now, Colorado football, I remember growing up, Colorado football was great. Darren Hagan, Rashawn Salam, Cordell Stewart. um, What's the one guy from Detroit that caught that pass against Michigan? He's from Detroit. He went to Central High School. I cannot think of his name. His first name was Michael. But anyway, Colorado used to be one of the top-tier football programs back in the 90s, even the 2000s. Colorado was tight. Now, a few years later, you know, last few seasons, they've been trashed. They finished just last year 1-11. So Colorado needed to make a splash. Colorado football, the athletic department, the president, whoever's in charge of that Decision-making process, who's ever in charge of that university needed to re-energize a dormant program. Let me say that again. Colorado University, University of Colorado, hiring Deion Sanders, identified the need to re-energize a dormant football program. Now you got Coach Deion Sanders right there. When he toured the facilities the other day, you get a chance to go on YouTube Watch that video. The way he looked, he was in awe. He didn't say much. He had his sons with him, had his fiance with him, his daughter was with him, some of the select staff. And they all just kind of looked around like, wow. I mean, anything from the, the weight training center, the coach's office, the football field, all the facilities that's associated with college, uh, Colorado football, even the basketball. He was out there shooting hoops as well. This man is like, this is what I wanted at an HBCU. This is what I wanted. And all these these athletes, these, these mega stars, they always talk about, you know, support this, support that. But they don't give back because if you had gave back and if you had allocated the funds properly, you probably would have stayed at HBCU. But I already talked about that. He looked around these facilities and was like, wow, this is what I'm accustomed to. And he's there. Now, when he had his press conference and he talked to the team, a lot of those guys that were sitting in the seats, and you can watch the video on YouTube, a lot of those guys know I ain't going to be around because he talked about bringing some dogs in. He's going to have some of the A-list college football players. 
He's going to hit the transfer portal hard. That is what Colorado needed because even Deion Sanders said it. You guys were 1-11 last year. You will not come out this year playing in front of the administration, playing in front of the fans, playing in front of your family with the same mediocre attitude. The team was mediocre. The team was trash. You were 1-11. Now, I'm not saying this guy's going to turn, flip the switch in one year. It takes a lot. You got to get an influx of talent, all the lack of talent they currently have. Hey, y'all transfer, y'all graduate, go get a summer job, do whatever you need to do. Colorado made the perfect hire. You're in the Pac-12, UCLA and USC is leaving in a couple years. You can run this thing. Deion Sanders can recruit Colorado, California, Arizona, Texas, even bring some of them guys from Florida. That's where he's from. He went to Florida State. Colorado, I'm telling you, I'm a Michigan man through and through. Trust and believe I will be rooting for the University of Colorado just because I know what Deion Sanders can do. And I believe the message. Is the man perfect? No. No. I'm talking from a moral standpoint, football standpoint, football wisdom, all that. I believe he's going to do probably one of the best jobs in recent memory you've seen it done in other uh, institutions so again if i'm the university of colorado i am sleeping better knowing that Deion sanders is in control of the football team now what does what happens now the basketball team may start getting some of these five-star players because the basketball teams in colorado used to be good chauncey billups went to colorado so these guys, they have the chance to do something great. And I believe he wanted all that to happen at HBCU, at Jackson State, to be more specific. And for other reasons, he left, and now he's the coach. But he told him, he said, I have unfinished business because Jackson State has to play in the Celebration Bowl December 17th, if I'm not mistaken. He's going to finish that. And he told him yesterday, once I finish that, I'm here. I'm on my way. Hey, I give props to the, again, I, I look at that. That was almost like a, a snapshot of my life, just like you guys' life as well. Sometimes you leave situations where you think it's perfect, where you feel loyal, you think you need to be there, but in all actuality, there's something else that you need to do, whether it be more money, lifestyle change, quality of life, whatever. There's something he wanted there. He couldn't get it. And now he's at the University of Colorado. Now, two, three years, I may have another episode where he leaves and coaches in the NFL. But that's what you do. You move up the ladder. You have a ladder in life. Do you stay at that first rung, at that first step? Yeah, if you don't if you don't believe in upward mobility, you don't want to make any change, you, you know, you, you're comfortable where you at, stay where you at. But for those of us that have took a chance on life, you know, jumped off the ledge and let our eagle eagle wing spread, you have to do something. You have to be challenged because things start to get stale. You fall into a rut. I'm comfortable. And he wanted to do something different. Kudos to him. Kudos to Deion Sanders for leaving. Kudos for the HBCUs. I want to get him credit for even hiring Deion Sanders to coach them. And more props to them and give props to the University of Colorado for hiring them. 
and believing in his vision because I think he's going to do something great. A lot of these young brothers out there, they're going to go to Colorado. I'm telling you, seeing it right now, teams are going to transfer teams. Players are transferring from teams as we speak. That transfer portal, if I'm not mistaken, it opens up today. Names are going to be entered in that transfer portal. Five-star, four-star, three-star guys. And I bet a large amount of those guys are headed to Boulder, Colorado. All these guys playing with Alabama and some of these other big-time schools that's not getting playing time at them big-time schools, trust and believe they going to Colorado. Trust and believe that. Name entered in the transfer portal. Where you want to go? University of Colorado. I want to be coached by Deion Sanders. There's no lies there, man. There's no lies. They're going to do an awesome job. Give them a couple years. Watch out for the University of Colorado. Until they play Michigan, then you know that's a whole nother story. Whole nother story. All right, y'all. That was my episode today. Again, I just wanted to touch on three point of views from the Deion Sanders point of view, from the Jackson State slash HBCU point of view. And I want to talk about Colorado's point of view. Definitely uh, had fun with this. It's an emotional topic because, you know, we try to look at people that we, you know, look at in life as these mega stars and all that. But a lot of times our lives parallel because we're doing some of the same things. We believe in upward mobility. We believe in taking, you know, instead of getting on a daggone escalator, let's get on the elevator. Let's do some of these things to enhance our quality of life, our, our finances, our resources. What can we do? If you're Bob working in the basement of IBM, are you tired of working there? Do you want to do something different? Tired of sitting in the basement working, making files on the ninth floor. I want the corner office. You want all that because you want upward mobility. And if you don't want upper mobi- upward mobility, you don't like change, you want to be comfortable, stay where you're at, don't complain because you are the one that's choreographing your steps. You are the one that's choreographing your life. So if you're happy where you're at, you want to complain, you want to just not do nothing, you don't want any advancement, you don't want to be challenged, stay where you're at. Shut up. Got a little emotional right there. But I'm telling you, it's, it happens in life. Everyone's upset with this man for leaving. Dude. Hey, we all got our own lives to fix. But I think it's a fascinating story because, again, it parallels to what we're all doing as normal people. Hey, appreciate you guys tuning in. Stay tuned. Stay locked. Thank you for supporting Doc Nomad Productions with the two shows with the Nomad Cast and Nomad Kicks. Two shows, one channel. Got a website. 60 second clips on YouTube Shorts. 60 second clips on TikTok. 60 second clips on Instagram. 60 second clips on Fanbase. I think that's all for today. Appreciate you guys tuning in. See you when you see you. Stay tuned. Stay locked. Be blessed. Let's say it all together. Until we meet again. Trust and believe.